Hey folks, welcome into the CFP 100. We're getting ready for week seven, if I'm correct. I always get my weeks mixed up with college football. It's so it's weird. True, but yeah, it's week seven. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's October seven college it football. <laughs> We're in the CFP 100 where we recap all the top college football action across the country and discuss the latest football rankings and also preview the upcoming week. I'm your host, Wes Splain. Joining me is Anthony and Hudson. Guys, what's happening? Wait, who are you? I'm Wesley, damn it. The host, <laughs> Wesley Spline. Yeah, we don't have to say host. We're all, we're all host. I feel I'm more host. of a guest, but I'm honored. <laughs> what up? College Football 100, baby. We're back. Had to, had to take an excuse asking last week. For vacation <laughs> with the family. Yeah, then once Oklahoma wins, you're right back. You're like, hey. Yeah, uh, baby. <laughs> yeah, I showed up and we lost back-to-back. They shouldn't yeah. have won. <laughs> they uh, should be one and three right now. Agreed. That's possible, but we can talk about We can get into that a little bit. We Yeah, we'll get into that. So week no, six. had no, not getting into that game. Yeah, no. forget about it. <laughs> Go Ohio State. <laughs> oh, God. And Ducks. Nah, so week six was very – yeah, it was very good. Uh, week six was very uh, uh, unpredictable. Uh, 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 uh. Well, I keep going, and you keep saying that go Bucks, and they're not even playing. So why <laughs> even talk about them? Go ahead, Wes. All right, week six. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> well, you know who was stuttering was Florida, and Florida could not get the win over Texas A and M. They went down as a top four team. LSU has their second loss on the season and lost to Missouri. They couldn't convert on the goal line. And you would expect LSU to score some points when it mattered most, but they couldn't get it done. Um, the thriller of the day was Texas, Oklahoma. That went the four overtimes. Texas was dead in the water with four minutes left. But then Sam Ellinger in Texas was able to pull it off, push it into OT. And then Oklahoma was able to force Sam into an interception in the fourth overtime to seal the win. Uh, Georgia took care of Tennessee. Iowa State took care of Texas Tech. Auburn suffered a little scare against Arkansas. Arkansas lost. Yeah, it was a weird um, intentional grounding penalty where he kind of fumbled it and then threw it down. I don't know what the rules were for that or the explanation, but there was a lot of controversy behind that. And Clemson totally dominated Miami 42-17. Also, Alabama had a little bit of a scare in Ole Miss. They put up 63 points and won by two touchdowns. So, oh, yeah, Notre Dame blew out Florida State. All right, guys, so we can talk about Texas-Oklahoma, but is there any other matchups you want to talk about? I know we have Virginia Tech beating North Carolina, but that didn't happen. North Carolina was up to 41-14 to at one point. We had a pretty crazy thriller in the Boston College and Pittsburgh game I thought was going to be pretty good as well. Oh, yeah. Wound up winning that game by a point in overtime. So yeah, because the pick, been, picker missed the extra point. Yeah, they've been <laughs> facing these type of games recently, especially last week uh, against North Carolina too. They almost beat them. The same thing. So they're having some decent success this year under the new head coach. Um, Kansas State beats TCU. I think you picked that team. West Temple loses to Navy. Uh, that's that's your. I team. picked Texas Tech. I no, lost TCU. on Texas Techs. Well, I know TCU won, but I picked Texas Tech. I didn't no, pick TCU. No, Kansas State beat TCU. 
Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I'm saying I thought you picked Kansas State for that game. It was a random oh, game. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, and Missouri beat LSU. That was the game I said, watch out for Missouri because Missouri is a talented team. They wound up showing up beating the national championship team. So the going into the meat and potatoes, though, of the college football, Clemson beats Miami. Um, that really didn't shock me too much. Obviously, with Trevor Lawrence on that team as well, I don't really – see how you can lose to uh to Miami regardless of the ranks. Like I said, ranks don't matter to me. Miami's Miami and Clemson is Clemson. Um Alabama, like you said, a little bit of a scare against this old miss team. It's always a good game against them. They wound up winning that game 63-48. Tennessee and Georgia. Georgia bloom out of the water pretty much here 44-21. Tennessee a- was up at halftime though. Mm-hmm. And then forgot to come out in the second half. <laughs> That's exactly. Right. But uh, two of the biggest games here is, first off, I wish Virginia Tech beat North Carolina, and I don't like Virginia Tech, and I, I don't really care too much for North Carolina either, but I really wanted that to be an upset. We both agreed on that. didn't happen. Oh, well. But Florida losing to Texas A&M is a little concerning because Florida has a very strong squad this year, and I mean, I know they just lost by three points, but... I see this team as a playoff contender Um, just because Kyle Trask is playing so good. And Kyle Pitts is a great receiver for this team. So the fact that they lost by three points, I don't know if it was a coaching issue or what was going on, but a loss is a loss. Um, So that is a little disappointing coming from that Gators team. And then um, the the problem there was their defense couldn't stop anybody. Yeah. Defense has been a problem in these games though. Defense was a problem for everyone, except for Kentucky. Kentucky held Mississippi State to like two points. (laughs) And then also, yeah, Kentucky, yeah, two points, honestly. KJ Costello kid again. But, um, yeah, so that that was shocking to me that they – I mean, I thought they'd at least try to win by two touchdowns in this game. Just goes to show, though, that rankings don't mean anything early in the season. Certainly. They're worthless. Mm-hmm. Auburn, like you said, a little bit of a scare. Bo Nix got to show up. Like I said, I've said this before, he's got to show up. He's got to produce. And I don't think he had, like, too great of a game against um, Arkansas. Um, so, like I said, he, he's got to just play his part, and he's got to show up if he wants to if he wants to win games because throwing for one touchdown at 187 yards is not going to get you wins. Um, he got a little bit of, of a a slide through this time, gift. but a gift, yeah, a gift you can say, yeah. But that's that's not gonna that's not gonna um, produce a winning season. And then Texas and Oklahoma, go ahead, Boomer. take it, take it over, and we'll comment. All right, the first the first uh, period. Well, what sport are we in? The first quarter, Oklahoma was was real dominant. The first and third quarter, they were real dominant. They outscored them 24 to nothing in the first and third quarters. The second quarter, not so good. And it starts with turnovers. Rattler throws a pick on third down to a defensive end that drops into coverage that he just never sees. And then the next series, he comes in, and he gets sacked, but he, like, flips the ball up in the air as a fumble, and they get it, and they scored uh, real quick on those two. Third quarter, I'm not sure Texas got a first down in the third quarter. Uh, they should have on the third. There was a third and one play where 
they moved their the, the uh, running back out wide and threw a go route to him on third and one. That's bad play calling. But uh, but yeah, they came back and the, let him come back in the fourth quarter, which has been an issue for OU uh, all season so far. But I, I, Wes, I'd like to ask you why, why, in your opinion, did Texas deserve to win that game? They sh- they should have. There was no no. no, no. Re- I'll tell you why. I'll yeah. tell you why. Because you're an Oklahoma <laughs> fan. If we ever have Ohio State or Ducks, he'll be like, oh, Ohio State didn't deserve. Virginia Tech should have won that game. I'm like, what do you mean? Justin Fields had seven touchdowns. No, 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 no. But Ohio State's up. You do the same thing for, like, anyone that plays Ohio State, Penn, Penn State <laughs> no, particularly. And no, you not. do – I'm you so do brutally, this for Clemson. You're I'm like, oh, so I don't think Trevor Lawrence honest. is going to be any good. Because <laughs> I don't believe he really is. That is so crazy. Him. Cool. And that's a wild take, my dude. I don't, dude. That's, I don't that's up there with your Kansas take. We'll put Kansas right God, there. That, that was a joke. That was a good, strong <laughs> joke. But, dude, I just don't see. All right. I'm not going to get into that much. But like I said, I don't believe he has the it factor, simply put. I, I will I will agree that I think it is it is difficult to judge these quarterbacks out of college when they're throwing to five star receivers. I mean, that's another good Her- point too. Yeah, you look at Herbert. Herbert did not look that good coming out of Oregon, and he's looked phenomenal for the Chargers. Thank you. And Thank they you. Don't, Thank they don't have a ton of great. They don't have a ton of great receivers. I know they have Mike Williams. Um, Josh Allen played at Wyoming. He had no one. To, I couldn't name a single receiver ever to play at Wyoming. Josh you can't Allen's name a playing. single person to play at Wyoming from the <laughs> exactly NFL. the Cowboys and out and there. He's playing really well. There's, I mean, think about all of the great USC quarterbacks that went to the NFL and have been absolute garbage. Matt Liner, John David Booty. I mean, the last good one to come out of USC was Carson Palmer. So you want complete honesty? Let's name a quarterback that's successful in the NFL right now that went to Ohio State. Anybody? Uh, going once, going twice. I can't name yeah. one. No, I, I can't name one either. It's it's these big schools where they, they've got – they're in a good system. They've got athletes around them. I mean, you look at Baker Mayfield. He had a good rookie year, but his sophomore year was not good at all. You look at Sam Bradford when he came out of OU, won the Heisman, went number one overall. But then he got to the Rams, and he had no offensive line and no receivers to throw to, and he and he just wasn't very good. Yeah, well, he was like really close to being uh, what was that old Oklahoma quarterback, Jason White, that has like oh, yeah. no knees? Yeah, no Sam knees. Bradford was basically that guy. Yeah, Jason. Jason. I mean, Jason White came out of high school as a mobile quarterback, and then tore each of his ACLs, and then tore one of another one twice. So he had no that, knees. That going. guy played like seven years in college football. He really he did. did. It was wonderful. <laughs> But uh, let's go back to this Texas Oklahoma game. I'm, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go say, ahead. Texas is so poorly coached. Oh, Tom Herman's a terrible coach. So and I love it. poorly. I coached. hope he never leaves Texas. I hope the he fact, never leaves. <laughs> the fact that Texas has all these four to five star guys on defense. Now you talk about quarterback is a different story than like on defense. Talent can win defense. Like on defense, talent can win you games in college football. We see it with Georgia every single year, and the most of the SEC, and not so much now. But 
they were just blowing basic plays. They're not getting the right coaching. They're, on that one touchdown where it was like a crossing route where the receiver was wide open on the second oh, touchdown for Oklahoma, yep. it was basic cover four, and they blew that. Like the linebacker literally just played patty cake with the uh, crossing receiver. You don't do that. It, I, they couldn't do the basic stuff right. I mean, you guys are 100% right. There was a lot of talent in this team. They're a gritty team. I think they have plenty of potential to be a top 10 but it's about coaching. It's about leadership. I always preach this every single time we have any type of podcast that we do is about leadership. And and the penalties were so talk, crazy. Let's talk about that real quick. Is You want to win games, you got to be disciplined. Both these teams had way too many penalties. Texas here had 10 penalties for 86 yards, and Oklahoma had 11 for 121 yards. Let's think about that real quick. Both these teams... Oklahoma gave over football field's length of penalties to, to Texas, and Texas gave 86 yards. That's that's too much, man. In my well, eyes, that's way too many yards to give to, up. To defend OU a little bit. They deserved a lot of those, and I am no way blaming the refs because being a ref is a very difficult job in any sport. That corner, number 10, he dude, he holds like crazy. Someone's got to uh, teach him not to hold. Sure, sure. <laughs> part of the issue is our corners are undersized. So they got to get physical a little bit, right? Even because because they have the reputation of holding and pass interference, they get called on everything. Now they've earned that reputation, no doubt. But there were a couple where even Joe Clatt and Gus Johnson were like, "I don't know about that one." But those guys they, are awesome what, calling a game. I love Joe There were a Klatt. lot. There were way too many penalties. What I see yeah. in a game like this is it's a high-powered offense from both teams. Both teams like to throw the ball. They like to gain yards. I mean, Texas had 428 yards. Oklahoma had 469, even more than Texas. That is well, a lot of yardage. And they're yes, scoring but it over- did go four overtimes. Exactly, but it's still a lot of yards and a lot of playing. And It's just – I don't think it would go four or overtimes if we focused a little bit more on discipline and defense. And we've talked about this before about defense and teams is there is no defense. Texas doesn't have a defense. It's just – Offense and offense, I guess, because it's just like there's too many penalties and it's just too productive on. I don't want to say too productive on offense. That doesn't make any sense. But I want to say that there needs to be an emphasis on the defense because we're getting these high scoring games that are going to four overtimes. And it's just it's just you're putting yourself through team and players through more work when you shouldn't have to. Did you I have. Guys- catch I'll the clock it. the clock mismanagement by the referees in the fourth quarter yeah that was like a 10 minute review too that was yeah. like such a long review well did they, so when sam ellinger ran out of bounds with he ran out of bounds with 505 left or there was 537 left on the clock they went and reviewed it they put it back a yard and they added 30 seconds to the clock Ant, do you know how many time was left when Texas scored their tying touchdown? No, I didn't. Like 15 seconds. 14 seconds. Yeah. So they that messed. Game, they pretty much. If OU had lost that game, which obviously defense can't just go into prevent, and Wes, you would know more about that than I would, but the refs gave them 30 extra seconds mm-hmm. for nothing. See, that's messed up. Like, it, it's hard to judge some of these games because there are – Errors in the in the uh, in the in the refereeing of the game, and then we see that a lot where there shouldn't be penalties or there should be penalties or the clock is messed up. But that, dude, that 
I didn't catch the whole game because I was in and out of the house all day. But yep. if that is the truth where they give him 30 extra seconds, that is just – I don't know how that flew because that yeah, is you, just wrong. If you go back and, uh, and, you, and you watch, it's at the 636 mark of the fourth quarter. You can catch it there. But even – like so that Arkansas game that we talked about, that so he snapped the ball and fumbled it. Once you fumble the snap, you cannot spike it because technically a spike is an intentional grounding. We've just made a special rule so you can stop the clock. He fumbles it. He picks it up. He can no longer spike it, so he throws it down. Well, he turns around and he throws it behind him. Behind the him, rule, yeah. The rule that. book says if a, a forward pass is in front of you, anything parallel or behind is not a forward pass. That was technically a fumble, which made it a live ball, and since Arkansas was the first to touch it and the whistles were blown, it should have been Arkansas's ball. Mm-hmm. And the SEC has come yeah. out and admitted that. I'm good on Sam Pittman for not just absolutely losing his ever-loving mind in Arkansas in Fayetteville right now, because I know, I know if that was if I'm the head coach, I mean wins and losses what, is how you keep or lose your job. What exactly? And what do you do with your quarterback at that point? Is this something that they don't know? Is this something that they've never seen on TV? You're a kid growing up. You're a quarterback in a Division One school, a powerhouse school. You've never seen a quarterback spike the ball. Has he ever turned backwards and spiked the ball behind him? No. What do you do well, with a quarterback? As, he fumbled the ball, so he had to pick it up. He fumbled the ball, so he had to pick it up. And in his defense, it was raining like crazy. So as a former center – and I hated playing center. That ball can get very slick when you're snapping it back like that. Boy, and you played sure. center? Yeah, I did. I center hated linebacker. it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Why'd you hate it? I actually like center. Because, like, we it's had a linebacker. Uh, yeah, I'm a defensive guy. Oh. And I had to go up against, like, 310-pound dudes that wind up why right were in you, front of me. <laughs> why were you in that? Because I was the only one that could snap the ball on the team. Oh, my God, dude. But it was easy, though, Hudson, because Connor would block everything for me. That's fair. (laughs) He was was on an offensive line. Yeah. I would go back to uh, the Texas game quick, and I want to talk about, like, how poor of a job Tom Herman did with that game. You knew your defense was getting shredded, right? So, like, you're like, all right, defense is out. Let's let's rely on our – uh, offense, you drive down, literally have Oklahoma on the heels of the like, they couldn't stop anything. They couldn't stop a nosebleed at all. Why don't you go for two at the end of the game? Now I get it. You want to push it into overtime, get some insurance that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. That's fine with that move. But in the second overtime, the D- Texas defense wasn't stopping Oklahoma at all. So like, you get the ball last. Sam Ellinger has a nice run. All momentum is on Texas's side. Go for, for sure. two and get the win. Like, sure. really? Like, if you want to make it to where it's like, hey, guys, I can, I trust everything into you. Go out and get this win. And if we lose, so be it. You know, we lost by a two-point conversion. Don't lose by, like, a top when all everyone's tired in a fourth overtime interception, you know? I would have went for it on the last uh touchdown of the game like in the fourth quarter instead of like just kicking extra points and just keep going into overtime and overtime and hoping Oklahoma doesn't score like Texas had all momentum at the end of that game when everyone was going crazy that Texas came back and like tied it with the extra point go for the win there 
Like Sam, they were not going to stop Sam Ellinger on the draw play from the two, on the two yard on, line. Yeah, at on the all. two yard line, Sam's a great fullback, I think. And this is yeah, run quarterback draw, sound. run yep. like a good hook route, run little crossers or whatever. Get 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 out of there with the win. You came back from being down fourteen points. You might as well just like, hey, you know what? Screw it. Let's go for the victory. I, I think. I think scared what, football. What, I would agree. It is scared football, and I think that game. That game would have meant more for Texas to win than it does for OU to win. Yeah, there was the, more pressure on term. Texas. Yeah, in the in the long term, OU's won five conference championships in a row. One down year is not going to kill our program. We have a good yeah. recruiting class coming in the next two years, but Texas hasn't won more than. Or, uh, oh man, sorry, I got an ad going on. Oh, it's fine. But I'll just say this though. Oklahoma's kind of in a rebuilding year. You know, they yeah. got a lot of yeah, new faces sure. coming in. Yeah. Texas, this is three. Yeah, yeah, Texas, this is Tom Herman's third to fourth year with all of his like recruiting class coming through and like it's his whole entire team. So he's got to win. And the and fact up. that Sam goes one and four against Oklahoma is not good. And this kind of kicks them out of the playoff. And also about the scared thing, too. Every time it was like third and one, like at the end of halftime, it was like third and one or fourth and one. And like you get that false start and there was like 10 seconds left on the clock. Why not go for it? Oklahoma was not going to drive down less than tech 10 seconds to kick a field goal. There was just not enough time in the clock. And all and like it was just poor coaching around. Why was that putter so stuttering on that one that got blocked and they recovered on I, the five yard line? What the hell what was he, he doing? I don't know what he was doing because the art we. OU's punt coverage frustrates me because we just like we play a safe punt every time. Like someone's gonna fake it every time. Yeah. I don't remember the last time someone's faked a punt on Oklahoma. But when we've come after punts, sometimes we get it. And then we've got we blocked two last year. But like he we didn't even bring the house. It was one guy who hit the blocker, got by and was like, oh my gosh, the punter still has the ball. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll block this, I guess. He he took he a like year stuttered and a half. the he, he like stuttered to punt the football. I, I could never believe that. Like what, what on earth was he doing? I just don't think Tom Herman is the guy he was playing. He was scared to lose that game. And when you're trying to play like just to keep the game going, you're going to lose and you're going to yeah. eventually lose your job. If you're on the hot seat, those boosters probably called up the Texas AD was like, Hey man, he doesn't want to win. He showed it. He's too scared to win. You know, uh, I think it, there was, do you know what the buyout is for his contract right now? How much? I know him? it's probably ridiculous. It's twenty-five million dollars. Yeah, and I believe yeah, that they're I still just... paying Charlie Strong to not coach there. Yeah, so he, well, he's not getting fired this year. You keep him around. This is going to happen year after year. Fine by me, Boomer. I think the quarterbacks had like plenty of time in the pocket to you know throw the ball, and that's in the sense of offense as well. Um, just just random thought I'm thinking about. Um, but like I talk about defense again, and just like uh, Texas's secondary is just so bad, and there were some really bad plays, some stupid interceptions that should have not been interceptions. Oklahoma throwing the ball over to Texas, running it back almost for a uh, for a pick six, or did they run that back for a pick six? They did not. They got tackled. They got tackled short, and I think only got a field goal out of that, or three points for it, but. I don't know. It's disappointing. Like if I'm an Oklahoma fan and a Texas fan, especially I'm going to be pretty disappointed because 
like we said, bad coaching. There's no focus on the defense, clearly. Like, whoever your defense coordinator is, there's just, like, no focus on on what to do. And and that is almost a pretty... um, And it's terrible when they're four- to five-star athletes and they don't know what the hell they're doing out there. Yeah, it's just you don't know how to use them the right way. But it it's just... It's so bad, man. They're getting Texas's deep, like defensive line, and everything's just getting tossed around. And it, it's like you have a Division One football team, top ten offense, and then you have like a Division Two, like non-ranked defense. It just doesn't make any sense, and it really hurts the team because they could have serious potential if they're well balanced. Because football is offense, defense, and special teams. And Texas can't even do the special teams part right. How about that third overtime, though? That third overtime when both of those kickers missed? Oh, my goodness. But the the point you were talking about with Texas, though, real quick, is what was that dude doing? He was, like, running to the side. Why didn't he just take the ball and punt? He was trying to rugby style it, but he held the ball on to it. He, like, stuttered. You got to punt that ball within three seconds. That's the time. Because those guys are going to shoot the gaps and fly. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially there's more hunger in college football to do that than it is in the NFL, I see. Well, in the NFL, it's more like let's just prevent and get the ball back to our – yeah, jam him and, like, block up and get the punt returner to score. Exactly. Yeah, talking about that third overtime, though, or whatever it was, where they had back-to-back missed field goals, I was like, dude, come on. Like, Texas (laughs) doesn't get this, and Oklahoma's got to get this because you cannot let that pass you by. Like, just think about how fortunate you are. You just got your opportunity to come back after the field goal kicker missed the field goal, and then you miss your chance. Special teams has always been kind of a, uh, like, I don't know, really, like, tough section of the team to kind of pull through for wins in college football. Yeah, so I'll be honest. I was getting off the plane. The plane was landing – as they were, as Texas was making their last drive in regulations, the TV cut off. We landed as they're getting like at the goal line, and then we were like taxing in the TV cut off right before they scored the last touchdown. So I threw it on my phone, and I'm walking through the airport to baggage claim, trying to watch this on my phone as we're going into overtime. A buddy of mine's coming to pick us up, or my brother-in-law's coming to pick us up, and so I'm getting in the car, loading stuff in, we're putting in the kid's car seat trying to pay attention to the game as well. We get in the car, and I'm like, oh, they, we blocked the kick. Oh, we got this. Just, you know, take whatever. You're going to let the kicker go in. Our kicker missed zero field goals last year. He missed one already this year, but he missed no field goals last year. He's going to line it up in the middle, and I'm, I'm leaving Dulles Airport, and I hear he shanked it. And I'm like, <laughs> you have got to be kidding me. And I couldn't back, believe I, it, dude. I, watched, I was like, I, I was shocked. I rewatched the game on uh, Sunday morning, all four hours and 45 minutes of it, and it oh, wasn't Lord. even close. Yeah, it was a long game. It wasn't even close. He, he missed it by, by half. By, if the field goal would have been moved a yard, uh, five yards to the left, he still would have missed it. The best part of that game was Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt. I love when they do college football games like that because Gus Johnson just loses his mind in the booth. He just started yelling things. <laughs> Big 12 football. Fox Sports <laughs> College football. <laughs> Gus is great, though. But, yeah, I just think Texas, oh, my God. I, it was so frustrating watching them. And especially and you can, when you bet them, too, 
as an underdog and they come back that way. How do you not win? Like, come on. And another thing is you can only rely on Sam Ellinger so much, man. The guy is doing everything. He's throwing. He's running. He was panting he, like a dog at the fourth overtime. Did you see his pants? It went from white pants to brown pants because the amount of dirt he had on it for falling down on the field. That's not carrying a good the whole football taking, team. He was responsible for all six touchdowns. Quarterback. All six touchdowns? Really? Dang. Two passing, and he had all four rushing touchdowns. If it yeah, wasn't for that overtime, the under would have hit. Thank God I bet on the over. <laughs> the over in Big 12 never counted out. Never. If you have Oklahoma and Texas in it, never. Even at 74 points, whatever it was, you always bet the over. Honestly, man, Oklahoma deserves to win that game because they knew how weak Texas's defense was. So good for them. And I, I hate Oklahoma because they beat Ohio State that year with Baker Mayfield. But and he planted the flag in the middle of the horseshoe. Yeah, it was a comeback move. <laughs> okay. No, one part fair. we didn't even talk about was that there was a quarterback change for Oklahoma too. Yes, like sir. Spencer Rattler got benched. And yep. Texas Joke. still couldn't win? Ugh. Joke. Joke. Backup came in and went five for seven for 52 yards. Now, all he, this... did fum- he fumbled himself, but he recovered it. But, yeah. All Texas had to do was make that field goal, man. Game of the year, though. That was the game of the year. Nah, boy, so... Ohio State game of the year. Nah, who cares? Oh, no, no. Never close game Ohio State. 76 0 every game. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because they play Ohio State Baptist every single freaking year. (laughs) No, they don't. They play the (laughs) best teams, dude. They play Alabama, Georgia, all those. Well, I don't see them scheduling Alabama. Oh, yeah. Look again there, bud. (laughs) Oh, it's not in schedule yet. Oh, yeah, that's right. So. Yeah, BYU almost got upset, too. We were high on BYU. I know. I know, they, got, they got another good game this this Friday. Hey, I got I got some I got a little fun nugget for the Alabama Ole Miss game that I think oh, you yeah. guys might like. So this is not my my research. This is from Roger Sherman on Twitter, but uh, I'm just going to read it to you to not screw it up. Ole Miss's defense prevented 41 total yards of offense tonight. As in, on 11 drives, they allowed nine touchdowns. They forced a punt at the 40 and a fumble at the one. If Alabama had gained every possible yard, they would have gained 764 yards. But instead, they only gained 723 yards. That's how bad Ole Miss's defense is. <laughs> or is it Alabama's offense is that good? Well, both these stop, teams. Stop. No, stop. I will not allow you to contradict yourself. <laughs> you just sat here and told me Alabama. that when Texas. And Oklahoma score 40 plus. Yards, you just told me when Texas and Oklahoma score 40 plus, it's crappy defense. And then you're now you're going to turn it and flip it because it's the SEC and say because <laughs> Alabama scored 63, <laughs> it's because they have a good That's offense. True? It is absolutely huh? true. Do you want to hear all the all the teams in the SEC that scored 40 or more points this weekend? Dude, the SEC was bad except for Kentucky. Alabama, Ole Miss, Georgia, Texas A&M, South Carolina, Missouri, LSU, all scored 40 or more. You want to know no, the Big I'm 12 just, team? And Missouri, too. Teams? Don't forget about Missouri. I, I threw Missouri in there. You want to know oh, the, 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 um, the Big 12 teams that scored 40-plus points? OU Texas. It took four overtimes, and that was it. And then Oklahoma State did it last week versus Kansas. I mean, yeah, there's way too much offense, not enough defense. That's just how I see college football. And that's why I think college football is exciting in a sense because there's always so much action going on. 
and the defense is just struggling. Now, Alabama is known to have a decent defense every year. For sure. This year, I don't know what's going on either. Guys can't make tackles or letting them go down the field. It looks like they're struggling to get there. I don't know if it was from the virus, if they look deconditioned, or what's going on. But Alabama is known to have a good defense, and, and it just does not look good. They look kind of like just out of it. Ole Miss is not even ranked. But like I said, rankings don't matter, I guess. Let me ask you this. Now, Ant, did you play college football of any sort? Uh, yeah, on my uh, PlayStation <laughs> uh, 4. <laughs> okay, hey, that's cool. Okay, so Wes, this is more directed at you because I, I okay. and, and you can answer too. No, you didn't play co- this guy college football. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sitting down in his room drinking Brooklyn Lager there. But, uh, yeah, he college played more college guy. football than He played in a hospital. Bry. That's where he played. Uh, I tore my ACL my junior <laughs> exactly. year. It sucked. Hey, Hudson, right. I oh, literally tore my – Hudson, I tore my ACL on my birthday too. Guys, his first play worse. out there, special teams were like, "Yeah, yeah, Wesley's play. Let's go, boom, football, baby!" Guy gets out there, tears ACL, gets fucked, and that's it. <laughs> it was over. It was terrible. Hey, at least you had playing time, though. Yeah, my senior year, I played like nickelbacker and stuff. Well, there you go. All right, so here's my question: Do you think part of the defense's struggle, and it's gonna sound weird, but but before you react, let us let us sink in. Do you think the lack of fans – this is for NFL and college – the lack of fans in the stadium is more of a detriment to the defense because offenses are able to communicate a little easier? Well, yeah, that, that's be. one part. That's yeah, that is, that is a definite point. part, especially in the NFL because the NFL is all about uh, the mental game. Not much in college because you still have a lot of kids that don't know what they're doing. They're just out there by – like reading a playbook. But man, some of those college sta- stadi- stadiums can get really loud. Oh, I got yeah. To, uh, oh, yeah. I, got to I, go, I got to go to the Oklahoma Tennessee game in Knoxville when Baker scored in uh, overtime. The checkered and game? The checkered game. Yes, sir. Yeah. I believe it got to 114 or 120 decibels in there at one point. I mean, it was loud. Big Ten, I think, takes the win on on uh, stadium wise between Penn State, Ohio State is like just yeah, absolutely insane. But Oklahoma and uh, Texas, they're good too. Tennessee, Georgia, Washington, though, Georgia. man, Washington, Washington and Austin. Auburn's also good. Oregon, I I mean, I've gone to two whiteout games for uh, Penn State, Ohio State. And like th- those are crazy. It's insane. And you yeah. literally can't hear the person talking next to you. We were supposed yeah. to go this year, but you know, but who won plans that game? I forgot. I forgot. I just need to remind. Oh, you're the worst. Which one? 20, 20, uh, 17, no, 2016 oh, yeah. uh, Penn State one. Yeah, that's or, right. Uh, 2004. Uh, well, Penn State won both of those, I think. Boy, we're talking 2019, 2018, 2020, you know, recent years here. Well, you you asked just those two years, so I answered those two years. Oh, yeah. Is that a (laughs) joke there? Anyway, (laughs) anyway, back on topic. Yeah, I I feel like the offense already has the advantage because these these college defenses – the reason why I like the NFL more, it's more of a chess game where in college it's more checkers when you're breaking down defenses because it's easy to like dissect what cover two, cover four, cover three, um, man to man, like different cover sixes and stuff to where like in the NFL you have more disguises trying to throw the plays off and like um, different fronts and stuff where college it's, it's kind of the basic stuff that gets ran. 
and like you only see like four four three and three four fronts you don't see any crazy like six man fronts or whatever but um yeah and then also yeah and then also these coaches are just teaching the basics like you gotta learn how to tackle and i guess like all the offense it's so offensive heavy that like i guess most of these head coaches are offensive head coaches now so it's so so like it's so disadvantaged it's a disadvantage for the defense because like you you're just getting like position coaches getting promoted to defensive coordinator and they don't really know how to run a defense but that's just my two cents i it could be different like obviously georgia is going to be a great defensive team because kirby smart is like a defensive uh guru in the college ranks and I think Nick Saban's defense too, but like I guess he's adjusted more over the past couple of years because they're just getting so much talent on offense, dude. And then so many injuries on the defensive side of the ball. But we'll get in Alabama in a bit. That's it. Alabama's defense was just not good, and it, it's like they couldn't make tackles to the corner. They couldn't get to the quarterback to make tackles, or they tried to, and they would they would miss. Even on the goal line, goal line stance, the whole. Big beefy defensive line is just non-existent there. I think the Big Ten, like when you look at uh, conferences in general from the Power Five, that the Big Ten is more defensive heavy than the rest of them. I w- I would think that, but I guess it it just like depends on the year. Back Pac twelve definitely not. Big twelve and the SEC are losing their grip into that, and the ACC is just ACC is just like struggling recruiting anyway. Everyone just goes to Clemson. So, and North Carolina now, which has been really random. Mac yeah. Attack, baby. Mac Brown's a great recruiter. He's going to come in and he's going to sell your entire family on Tar Heels. <laughs> well, also the Mac Conference, bad offense all around. It's just bad football. <laughs> but I love watching Mac. Just betting on it is ridiculous enough. All right, let's go into week seven. Uh, a little bit of adjustment in the rankings. Clemson's still number one. Miami is still ranked. Yeah, they're stupid. stupid, But it's kind of a uh, cake schedule. Now, the Florida and LSU game is in jeopardy because Florida's having a bit of an outbreak in COVID cases over there. So whether that game gets gets played on Saturday is still up in the air. Maybe they'll just postpone it to a later date. They already postponed Oklahoma State and Baylor. Baylor's only one and one right now. Houston's um, only played one game. Yeah, Houston just played their first game the other night. So uh the big the big one that everyone's gonna be watching is Bama, Georgia, Georgia versus Bama. Bama's at home, they're favored by six. Uh the over under has been changing. Over under right now is at fifty seven. Um guys, what do you think? Do the dogs go into Tuscaloosa and pull out a victory, or does Bama just keep on rolling? I'm going under fifty I, I go ahead, Nant. Yeah. Under 57, Bama wins by three. I think Bama wins. Now, my wife is a Georgia. My wife and that side of the family are big Georgia fans. So I will be cheering for Georgia. <laughs> I, I, oh. think Al, I think Alabama is going to win because Nick Saban is 21 0 against his former assistants. And that is true. He picked up change. another win over Lane Kiffin. Yep. I don't think that's going to change. That's a stat that you're going to hear all. Saturday is that twenty-one and zero stat. Oh, and you've got like you know their tendencies because their tendencies they learn from you. Yeah, it's the same right. reason you couldn't beat your dad in basketball 
until well, you I out- did. It's pretty easy. Until you outgrew him, oh, Bobo. Yeah, Bobo <laughs> can't beat can't beat him in NASCAR though. Maybe basketball. <laughs> Different story. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, I guess if anyone was to beat Nick Saban, it would be Kirby Smart. He's came sure. close very, sure. very bunch of times. Like the past couple times they faced off in the SEC championship, it was one possession games. And at home, though, there there is a uh, I read something. There's an opportunity. There's a possibility that Bama and Georgia could play three times this year, and it would be obviously this game, the SEC championship, and if both teams made the playoff. Yeah, there's what, a possibility. What but is, if- I think it's it is really hard to beat a team twice. So whoever yeah. wins this game. If the other team can make it to the SEC championship, is going to have a hard time beating them twice. I don't have much to say about the Bama Georgia. I think I'll just let it speak for for itself when the game does come. But I think I think uh, Alabama definitely by at least three points, probably a touchdown. 20, 27, a- 23, 27, some something around there. Here's the thing, though. Is that Georgia has a lot of playmakers on defense that could give Georgia an extra possession or two. That's the one thing that's kind of uh, a little key matchup is that Alabama offense versus that Georgia defense. Now, Alabama offense with Mac Jones looks like it hasn't missed a step with um, without Tua and uh, Jerry Judy and some other talent that they missed. But um, who's who's the running back? Is it Najee Harris? Harris. Najee Harris. He, yeah, he's well, he's a workhorse that you're gonna have to group tackle on. You're gonna have to get at least two two hats on him. You want to hear another fun stat from last from last week about Alabama's running game? Yeah. So Alabama ran 43 plays on first down. Of those plays, they were more likely to pick up a first down or score a touchdown, which happened 22 times, than they were to have any play that brought up second down, which only happened 21 times. He ran for about a thousand yards last week. And he's obviously not going to have the same. Georgia is obviously better at defense than Ole Miss. I, no one's going to argue that and take him serious. But I think Najee Harris is going to pound the rock in the second half, and they're going to just milk this game away. And it might be kind of boring to watch with three yards and a cloud of dust, but a win's a win. Doesn't he look smaller compared to last year? I feel like he lost a couple pounds. I don't know how big he actually is height-wise, but compared to last year when he had that crazy South Carolina run to this year, he just looks a bit slimmer in toner. Yeah, he's 6'2". He's only 230. Well, that's still that's still a good size for a running back. That's, that's still a pretty good size, and that means he's got a lot of muscle on to where he's got a lot of leg power, yeah, which he's, he's I, no I can Henry, tell. 6'3", 240. What's like Alabama loves those type of running backs. Yeah. Now, I guess the question is going to be this Bennett kid, if he's able to continue his magic against Alabama. Yeah, Alabama had a hiccup last week, but I'm sure they're getting chewed out even right now by Nick Saban for not doing their jobs and making sure they're on point this week against Georgia because Georgia's offense is still vulnerable. I don't think they have that much big play potential, which Mm -hmm. sometimes you need that big play potential to win these close games like this. Like Pickens is probably going to be double covered a lot in this game. So I'm not not sold on Georgia yet. I'm not either offensively. Defensively, Defensively. I'm like 100%. 
but offensively is still a question mark. This quarter, Stenson Bennett, I know he has, I know he looks pretty good right now. He only has five touchdowns, but I'm just not sold on him yet just because I'm just simply not. I just, you need to be sold on people. You need to see them play for a while. Like Justin Fields, and I have faith in him, obviously. And like, I hate to say it, but Trevor Lawrence, too, faith in him. Like, he's going to win games. It's just, how it's been. I just not sold on this this Georgia offense yet. Yeah, because everything stems Trevor from the Lawrence only won a national title his freshman year. No big deal. <laughs> All American every single year ever since then. <laughs> He's only lost right, one yeah. game. Yeah, guys, I got a fire call. I gotta go see you. <laughs> see you Take your Trevor Lawrence takes with you. <laughs> but, but anyway, uh, hey, one more thing about Alabama: they fired their he fired their defensive coordinator this week. Did they really? Yeah. Pete, I believe Pete Golding is out. And if he's not fired, I know Charlie Strong was announced that he's calling plays for their, their defense. Charlie Strong is on that staff. Wow. Dude, that staff is like where every failed head coach. Dude, Mike Stoops is a defensive analyst for that team. And that, may be, why they're, that may be why they're playing so poorly, to be honest with you. <laughs> no, how about, how about this? If Justin Fields doesn't transfer, this game might be very different. Oof. Isn't that true? Yeah. Man, if he doesn't I, I transfer depends. away from Georgia. Depends about the coach the coach quarterback combo. That's very important in college football. We see it in the NFL as well. Really hey, depends uh, on the chemistry. Still looking forward to the next week. Uh tomorrow night you got a pair of unbeatens going off. Can you name the two teams playing tomorrow night, Wes? Without looking at oh, it. Oh Louis Louisiana's one of them. Louisiana's one of them. Lafayette. I don't know who they're is it the is it Coastal Carolina? Bingo. 3 and 0 Coastal yeah, Carolina. And 3 and 0 dude. 3 and 0 Louisiana. Coastal Carolina is 3 and 0. Let's go. And they've got to win against your beloved Jayhawks too. <laughs> they do. Yeah, I know they do. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a joke. <laughs> I want to talk I want to talk about um the couple upsets here, boys. How about her? You got a couple upsets. Let's hear it. Yeah, I think South Carolina may be able to upset Auburn. You know that. that. Yes, yes. You know, you know that's my SEC team. They are a solid team all around. They play, played very well against Florida, and they played very well against a lot of good SEC teams, especially against Bama too. So Auburn can't this Bo Nix kid this year. He cannot click. It's just not clicking for him. So I think South Carolina may be able to pull out this win um, at home too. And it's, yeah, it's in South Carolina, which is a pretty wild stadium. It's actually a pretty nice stadium. They have a pretty. You good ever see the program. entrance when they're? You ever see the entrance when they're playing? Um, uh, what is it? Space Odyssey. They go nuts in big games for that. Yeah, they got a good. They got a good thing going on in South Carolina. So I'm gonna take possibly South Carolina beating Auburn, and then the other pick was I cannot believe Notre Dame is number four. What is wrong with this committee? Um. Well, Notre Dame has a lot of good pieces. They got a good squad. I know, but number four, like, what was the other game here? Uh, I think College Boston, and Virginia Tech. Yeah, I think Boston College can beat Virginia Tech, no problem. I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking Boston College comfortably in that game. So I'm taking. I got yeah. another one for you. Which one's that? Tulsa UMass Cincinnati against Georgia Southern. I would never Tulsa. Tulsa Cincinnati. <laughs> Oklahoma Tulsa, State played eh? Tulsa week one. Oh, and yeah. Oklahoma State looked really bad. But then Tulsa came back and beat uh, Central Florida, who was ranked 11. 
And now they've got Cincinnati at home. Cincinnati's coming off the big win against Army two weeks ago. I think Tulsa can pull it off here. Cincinnati's only a three-point favorite. I respect that. I respect it. My opinion, I just don't – there's just not enough proof yet that they can consistently beat teams like this. So, I mean, Cincinnati is Cincinnati. I don't – I mean, they're ranked number eight, but like I said, don't care about rankings. It's just like Cincinnati is Cincinnati. We know that. Clemson will be Clemson. Penn State will be Penn State. Auburn will be Auburn. Like, we know how these teams run, so you can't even look at the number. So, I don't know. That's a – We'll have to see. I don't think it's a bad pick because you're going off the stats. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I would like to clarify why I hate the rankings. It's not because Oklahoma's not ranked. I don't think they should be ranked. I think the rankings are stupid because Florida's sitting at 10 and a and sitting at 11. And a and just beat Florida. I think it's stupid because Iowa State's sitting at 20 and Louisiana's sitting at 21. And Louisiana beat Iowa State in week one. Mm-hmm. That's why the rankings are stupid. It's computers. It's not. It's not though. The AP poll is 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 a is human voters that are uh, obviously not watching committee. games. It's well, like, no. The AP the AP is for those like newspaper writers that have like ties to like these pig programs. That's yeah, why they're getting at, votes. If, if you look at uh, Reddit CFP on Twitter, uh, it has a chart with everyone's AP poll on it, and I want you guys to go look at those. There are some ridiculous. USC is ranked ninth in one of their AP ballots. Ninth. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Get the hype uh, train going. <laughs> stop. Just stop. I Let's put Bloomsburg in the top, top 10. ten. Yeah, Kansas was top ten as well, actually. Jayhawks. Let's, let's put Bloomsburg Huskies in there, the top ten, get some respect on our name. Yeah, Stockton Ospreys too. <laughs> we don't got a football team, but now we do. All right, so Hudson, you got any other upsets besides Tulsa? No, Friday night BYU plays Houston. Uh, you can watch that one. Well, that what about, that could be a good one. What about Kentucky and Tennessee, no. boys? I think Tennessee's legit. I think they just ran into the buzzsaw of, of Georgia. You think so? I'm not. I'm not a Kentucky fan right now. I don't see it. Too many. I learned my lesson. Don't bet on Kentucky. Yeah, too many head scratchers for me. It's at Tennessee. It's only six points, too. I think, yeah, I don't think Kentucky will be able to have the, uh, what's the word I want to look for? I don't think they'll just have that in them to beat Tennessee, personally. I think Kentucky can be a contender, but I think mentally that they won't stick in with Tennessee on this one. So I'm going South Carolina beat Auburn, and then Boston College to beat Virginia Tech. And then Kansas to absolutely blow out uh, West Virginia about seventy to zero. So that's I hate your Kansas sticks. <laughs> What's that? I hate your Kansas sticks. <laughs> I'm not betting on Kansas this week. I'm going. Uh, hey, just Venmo me that money. Teams. Just Venmo me that Kansas money. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll go to One a dollar. spot. Uno dollar to both you guys. <laughs> All right, um, I'm gonna go. Boston College, I like or Virginia Tech. I don't know. This could be a bounce back spot for Virginia Tech. That that win against Pittsburgh was so big for Boston College too. Um, it could be a down spot. I'm looking for a down. Does Texas A and M fall to Mississippi State on the road? That could be another uh, that one. That could be a game to look for. Because Mississippi State, Mississippi State, State only scored. Quarters. 
two points on 70 pass attempts. 70. So, and Kentucky's got a solid defense. I'm not going to lie, but Mike Leach might be opening the door for anything at that point because I think Arkansas and Kentucky are actually quality teams. And I'm not sold on Texas A&M, but that could be like a downplay spot right there. Are you sold it'll on? It'll be close. I don't, think, I don't think Mississippi State could win. I'm not no, sold I'm not, that Ohio State is going to finish their season. Yeah, I'm not sold, are you on, sold um, on Oregon. No, because they no. haven't played yet. Um, no. There's only two questions I wanted to ask. I, I kind of like South Carolina. That's not a bad take, but I feel like the way Auburn played was kind of head scratching where Gus Malzahn might uh, rally the troops. Mm-hmm. Another one I might look at because I'm always sold on this Pittsburgh team. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, yeah, man. I agree I know with you. Derek on that. King, Derek King is great, and they just run in, they're just so out uh, gunned against Clemson that you know they they might have wasted a lot of energy. And when you have a big loss like that, when a season's over, some of these like uh, talented guys might be like, "Well, I'm gonna just try for the NFL now." And I don't know how heavy Miami is when it comes to junior and seniors, but. Pitt has been playing solid football and has just been losing by a couple of points in their losses. Like two close losses in back-to-back weeks could be a bounce spot for them. You buy one point each, and one of them was in overtime. So it could be a bounce-back spot for Pittsburgh. But as far as as upsets go, I'm going to still stick with – I mean, UFC – UCF and Memphis might be a great game too just because the – you you uh I was about to say USF. I always want to call them USF, but they're not UCF. Like they just got a lot of talent, and then Memphis is just they still have that talent from last year's team on that squad. And being that one and one going up against a quality opponent like UCF, this could be like one of those circle games they have on their schedule. Yeah, I think it's I think you got good picks too, Wes. Honestly, I see your point on both Pittsburgh, Miami. Um, so yeah, no, I think it's a, I think it's a good decision and good choice. I should say I'm watching tomorrow. I might bet tomorrow night, like coastal Carolina, Louisiana, Lafayette. Let's go. Give some respect to those programs here. Some coastal represent Ash. Seven and a half point favorite for Louisiana. Coastal Carolina is such a beautiful campus. I loved it when I was down there. Yeah. My sister is the best. The the teal field is great. You it's like that awesome. though? It reminds me of like Boise State, like that blue turf. I'm not. Like yeah, but this fan. is teal. It's not. It's I not like, like a crazy color. Like I love, purple. I love Coastal Carolina's uniforms though. Like the baseball uniforms are. You beautiful. see the two kids. You see the two kids that have like blonde mullets on the team. They're they're crazy. They're both linebackers too. I was like, damn, why didn't I think of that in college? Just rock a mullet. <laughs> our uh, our. The one kid at Oregon starting, I think he's a starting offensive lineman. I forget what position. I want to say center, but I don't think it is. But he has a mullet, and it's a badass mullet. <laughs> it's a sick mullet. The mullets are making a comeback, though. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> mullets in the stash game. The stash the game is strong. Just the worst. It's not that bad. We're not. We, we might be Yankee fans, but we don't need clean cut guys on our squads. We we want the nastiest football players we can find. <laughs> Remember that the nasty guys or whatever that was. <laughs> nasty or, guys, no, big old 
something, whatever oh, it was. Guys. Yeah. You guys got to go look at the uh, the all hair team every year for Minnesota uh, high school hockey. Oh, the hockey. Yeah. yeah. They've the got the all hair team. That's, That's always best. a solid lineup. That is the best hockey hair. All right. Attention to all athletes. If you're looking to get some recognition in your athletic career, go to our website and check out Elite Junior Profiles. It's a platform where you can make an athletic profile for coaches searching for talent. Doesn't matter what sport you play, Elite Junior Profiles is here to help you get to the next level. So yeah, those those hockey guys. And we we need like more hockey rules in football. Like a little scuffles after the end of the plays. Like Dude, get get football soft. players are too soft for that. They couldn't it's handle too it. Too soft. Like it's too much trash talk. It's not enough doing. You you watch any hockey game on any team. I don't care what team it is. Any guy, any size. Some of these guys are a little bit smaller, like 5'10", 190 pounds, and they'll literally get in your face. Like Tori Krug is a, a perfect example. Get in your face. Does not care what size you are, and they'll scrap up with you any time in the game. Dude, it's I would do that on kickoff. Good. I would do that on kickoff when there's like a big group tackle and there's like a look, there's always scuffles at the bottom of the pile. And so what, what I would always do would be like grabbing the jerseys a little bit and just not say anything. And they get so pissed off. And I think I got two flags from doing that too. Not on me, but like on the players, like pushing me back. It's the greatest thing ever. Because <laughs> My coach is like, can you please stop doing that? Cause they're going to flag you. I was like, Hey, it's working. So never, never uh, change anything if it's, like not working, you know. The the problem is number forty eight is so wide body that I mean they had no choice. Forty nine, get back. it right. Oh man, you didn't get your number right. Oh, oh come on, boy. Anthony. Forty nine, dude. Forty eight was Will Wagner. Our, Will Wagner, nah, man. The punter's got to get some respect too. Come on, you can be both, boy. <laughs> I can't be Will. Will's a great punter. He punted a ball one time seventy yards. It was crazy. <sighs> That's a, wow. That's <laughs> not even not even on a bounce. I was like, "Good lord, this guy!" I thought that was on a bounce. No, not on a bounce because it was so windy. You know how Bloomsburg was on top of a mountain. Yeah, literally. Like our stadium was. The wind that day was like thirty miles an hour, and he he kicked it in like a nice spiral like kick, and it traveled. All he kicked it from the twenty, and it landed right on like the um the like. 15 or 10 yard line on the other side was nuts. All right. Any last thoughts on college football though? Good story there from uh, my Bloomsburg days. We need to get the peace act back. I think we're good. I think we hit everything good. Um, Like we said, look out for the game of the week here. It should be Georgia and Alabama. That's an 8 PM game. Oh, CBS. I didn't bet. I didn't uh, make my prediction on that. I'll go with uh, Bama by two points. I think it'll be a last-minute drive to win that game. Those games are always close. If it was yeah, in Georgia, I, I'd be picking Georgia. I think it'll be – I really think it'll be three, three, three to six, seven points at most. And I think it's going to be a close game all the way to the end. Go dogs in the upset. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. If I the spread more... stays at six – I feel like it'll go higher too. If the spread stays at six, I'm gonna bet on Georgia to cover. I think Georgia covers. If it gets down to four, though, I gotta take Alabama. I like both those rules. Yeah. It just depends on the way the points swing. Usually by kickoff, they go down a point, but I still like Georgia to cover. 
Plus, they got to wear those black uniforms at one time, dude. I I went and saw when you mentioned it. I love those black uniforms. Those should be their primaries. But I guess they have too much like history with the red ones that they got to keep the red ones around. I like the red ones. I like the red ones. They might wear those black ones this week. If not it's this very, week, then, uh, well, well, Bama's going to wear red original. at home. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so they can't. But like the white jersey with the red pants, I, I, it just doesn't work for me. They okay, should they buff gray. them out for the cocktail party? Oh, the, the cocktail in, party, definitely. They'll be in blue and, and they'll be in, in black. What do we think about Florida now? Like, are, are they in jeopardy? Because of COVID. Uh, well, yeah, that's that's the only thing that's really messing them up right now is just letting everybody do whatever they want. Now it's saying, oh, well, look now, all these there's all these cases. But football-wise, I, I don't know. They got to figure out their defense. They got a solid offense. With, I don't I don't love Trask. I know a lot of people are high on Trask. I think I would be a great quarterback throwing to Pitts. But Pitts is going to go in like the top ten in the draft. Oh, this dude, year. He, he's so good. But uh, they got to figure that defense out for them to be successful. I think mm-hmm. I think it's between them and Tennessee on who's going to become who's going to come second in the East. I think Georgia's still the top dog this year. Top dog, D A W G. I want, I want someone new though. Give me Florida in there, man. Give me somebody new. Kansas. You want well, somebody no. new? You got somebody new. Kansas. I will bet against Kansas and win every time. It's easy money. West Virginia by forty-five. <laughs> Not wrong. What, what do they say? Hail Mountaineers. Hail Westview or something. I don't know. Whatever. All right, guys. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We thank you for joining us. If you have any comments about this upcoming weekend, let us know. Let us know who you got in the big game. Are you going to go dogs or are you going to roll with the tide? Let us know. So like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Bench Bros Sports. Follow us on Instagram at Original Bench Bros and follow our website at BenchBrosSports.com. We keep you up to date on every headline throughout the week on those pages, along with our podcast with the NFL Weekly Drive, CFP 100, and our original Bench Bros show. So you'll be able to be updated on when those drop along with my blog on the top 10 teams in the NFL. So you'll be able to check that out every week. So we are available on Apple podcast, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud and other media services. Again, thank you for listening guys. Final thoughts on college football, the striped football getting go, crowds back too. go bucks, go ducks, not playing yet. So who cares? All right, Hudson, what do you got? Around the bowl and down the hole. Roll tide roll. Go dogs. Here we go. What? You roll tide and go dogs? You can't do no, that. No, no. Around I the bowl. Roll tide. Around the bowl and down the hole. Roll tide. Roll. Oh, oh I got oh, you. I see. There you go. Now you're getting <laughs> it. Dumb, Wes. That's all. <laughs> we need what he said. Go what? Go what? Aunt me and you need to take like an SEC trip one of these years. Dude, Just go I from so like col- college. I we'd so would. Be. We'd have to go to like a Bama, a Bama game, though. Honestly, like I would just yeah. love to see Nick Saban live. Side we got to go from off. like LSU to like, um, dude, you can hit that. Whole skip area. Mississippi. No, skip Mississippi. You got to go to the old Miss, the old Miss campus down in the gro- well, tailgating down in the Grove. Well, we you can't. You got to skip <laughs> Old Miss at first. You got to go for like the old Miss Mississippi State game. That's what I'm getting to. The Egg Bowl. There's better games the last weekend of the year than the Egg Bowl. 
Of course there is. But when you're doing the SEC road trip, that's got to be the last one. You got to make the Iron Bowl the last one. Dude, yeah, but that ticket's is, like $500. What is Penn State's deal this year? Where, like, where are they standing? What do you mean? Third I think the they're like a top East. 10. They're I think they're a top, top 10, 10 team. Uh, yeah, I still think so. Micah Parsons is still opted out. But um, yeah, they're still they're still a top ten team. They got a lot of talented just, guys in that squad. They I got a good tight end. Anything from them? Well, James Franklin keeps his uh, players motivated. They don't really talk that much. Yeah, James Franklin is a great coach. The East Stroudsburg guy too. PSAC. Division two. That Pennsylvania Division two football. It's no joke. All right, that was Hudson. That was Anthony. I'm Wesley. We'll see you next time on CFP 100. Enjoy the games today. Go dogs. Here we go.